Welcome to the Big Sky Astrology Podcast with your host, astrologer and author, April Elliott Kent. Hello, Invisible Friend, April here, and the date today is May 15th, 2023. Welcome to Episode 178 of the Big Sky Astrology Podcast. This week, big transitions as Jupiter enters Taurus for a one-year stay. Mars enters Leo, and the Sun enters Gemini. A Taurus new moon that is finally not an eclipse. And I'll give a few insights on Jupiter in Taurus and how it relates to planets in other signs. The week begins with a trine aspect from Mars to Neptune on May 15th at 6.44 a.m. Pacific Time. Now, back in October and November of 2022, and on March 14th of this year, Mars made a series of square aspects to Neptune. I'll put links in the show notes to the episodes where I talked about those squares. This week, the trine from Mars to Neptune is a very different kind of a feeling than a square, but it brings together these two old foes to come to some kind of resolution. Mars is called the warrior planet, and it symbolizes the ways that we fight for what we want. When it comes together with Neptune, it can either mean that we're fighting for things that we're not quite clear about, or that we're fighting for things that are deeply meaningful to us. Now, when Mars is coming together with Neptune in a trine, it's not so much a conflict as a facilitation. The energy and directedness of Mars are flowing in the direction of what's really meaningful, what really inspires us. This will only be one trying aspect between Mars and Neptune, but I think it really brings to a nice conclusion that work that we did in that series of squares to try to really get clear about what it was that we wanted to do and what we're really fighting for. The Sabian symbol for Neptune at this trine is 28 Pisces, a fertile garden under a full moon. This isn't the last time that we will see this Sabian symbol this week. And it suggests a bringing to fruition, bringing to completion. May 16th at 10.20 a.m. Pacific Time, Jupiter enters Taurus. It will be in that sign through May 25th, 2024. Jupiter has a 12-year cycle of completing a trip around the sun, and it spends just about a year in each sign. We're just emerging from Jupiter splitting its time between Pisces and Aries for the last couple of years. It was in Pisces, it moved into Aries, it moved back into Pisces, and then into Aries for another time. Now, all of that Jupiter energy will be confined to a single sign, Taurus. Jupiter is the planet of more. When it changes signs, it shows us where the collective will be desiring more of something. And for us personally as well, 
So Jupiter wants more, and Taurus is about the finer things in life, about value, about money, about property, and also about safety and security. Taurus loves leisure and loves ease. And when Jupiter goes into the sign, it says, we want more of that. Jupiter is also a planet that I would say isn't necessarily at its most comfortable in Taurus because Jupiter moves us forward, expands our horizons, makes us want to push the envelope, experience more of the world, and step outside our comfort zone. And that isn't so much in keeping with Taurus. Taurus, all things being equal, would prefer to just have what it has and be comfortable. But as Jupiter goes into Taurus, it has a little bit of the same feeling that Uranus has had in Taurus since 2008, where a planet that is of a very different nature than Taurus is forcing it to expand. Most recently, Jupiter has been in Taurus between 2011 and 12, 1999, 1988, and 1976. These years have all corresponded with somewhat higher rates of inflation in the U.S. economy, which actually makes sense because Jupiter expands or inflates things. Taurus has to do, as I said, with value and money. The main aspects that Jupiter will make in this sign over the next year are its square to Pluto, which we'll talk about in just a moment, at zero degrees, 18 minutes of Taurus and Aquarius, and then its spectacular conjunction with Uranus on April 20th, 2024, at 21 degrees, 49 minutes, Taurus. This is a conjunction that happens about every 13 to 14 years. And of course, you know that I'll be talking about it in much more detail as it gets closer. Now, transits of Jupiter are especially influential. If you have got the sun, moon, or ascendant in the Jupiter-ruled signs of Sagittarius and Pisces, also if you have a stellium of planets in these signs, it's three or more planets, or Jupiter prominently placed on an angle of your chart in a conjunction with the sun or the moon, or very strong by dignity. At the end of this episode, I will talk about Jupiter in Taurus a little more and its relationship to the other signs of the zodiac. Now for the moon report for the week of May 15th. It begins with the Taurus new moon on May 19th at 8.53 a.m. Pacific time at 28 degrees, 25 minutes of Taurus. On the Sabian symbol, 29 Taurus, two cobblers working at a table. The new moon, of course, is a time for planting and for giving some concentrated thought to what it is we want to achieve in a particular area of our lives. So we look at the house of our birth chart that the new moon falls in, in this case, the house that contains 28 degrees and 25 minutes Taurus. And the nature of that house tells us exactly what we'll be planting. But Taurus, regardless of where it falls in your chart, is a symbol of worth, 
and of stabilization and security. And after two Aries new moons in a row and a couple of eclipses, it really does feel like time at this new moon to settle in a little bit, to stabilize, and to let ourselves be comfortable and to take it easy for a little while. The Sabian symbol for this new moon speaks of working comfortably alongside someone, and you may have different approaches to the same task, but together you can learn new ways of doing things. It's like that satisfying shop talk that you have with someone who does the same kind of work that you do. And that's what I like about the Sabian symbol for this Taurus new moon. It emphasizes the things that we have in common with one another, but also we're not exactly the same. And we have different ways of looking at things. And it can be really fun to share ideas about that. This is a very nice new moon, sextile Mars in Cancer, sextile Neptune, and it's trine Pluto. And this does give that ease and harmony that has been missing in the previous couple of new moons. Like all new moons, this one initiates a new lunar phase family, and it will unfold over the next two and a half, three years. So the story that's beginning now, the two cobblers working at a table, and the image of us working comfortably with others who do similar things that we do, unfolds. And make a note of these dates. If you subscribe to my mailing list, you can download my new moon workbook for the Taurus new moon. And these dates are also listed in the back of that workbook. But the first quarter moon in this lunar phase family cycle is on February 16th, 2024. And then the full moon on November 15th, 2024. And finally, the last quarter moon in this phase on August 15th, 2025. And all of these are right around those mid to late degrees of Taurus. Let's look at the void of course moon periods for the week. On May 17th, the moon in Aries makes a square aspect to its own ruling planet, Mars, at 2.10 a.m. Pacific time. It's void, of course, for about three and one quarter hours before entering Taurus at 527 a.m. When we have Aries and we have Mars and they are in a square aspect, which tends to provoke and create conflict, this is a combination of aggravation and impulsiveness. So During this void, of course, moon period, let's take a look at how we're handling our temper, whether we have been making poor decisions because of impatience, and also to consider that it really is a fine line between being motivated, which is the great advantage of both Aries and Mars, or on the other hand, running roughshod over others. On May 19th, the moon in Taurus makes its conjunction with the sun. That's the new moon at 10.51 a.m. Pacific time. It's only void, of course, for about one hour before it enters Gemini at 11.48 a.m. Take this void, of course, moon hour to contemplate those Taurus new moon intentions 
and to further really examine what has kept you from achieving the prosperity and security of Taurus up to now, because it's time to change those habits of mind or of action. On May 21st, the moon in Gemini squares Neptune at 3.11 p.m. Pacific time. It's void, of course, for about five and one quarter hours before it enters Cancer at 8.28 p.m. This void, of course, moon period is characterized by the combination of Gemini, which, let's face it, can have a little trouble getting focused, and Neptune, which has a little trouble seeing clearly. This is a void, of course, moon period, though, where we can change habits. It is a square aspect, which often is good, I think, for breaking habits. And they're habits related to escapism and, in particular, filling our lives with so many things, so much busyness, that we don't have time often to sit and just really think about what's going on and which of many options we would like to pursue. On May 20th at 8.31 a.m., Mars enters Leo. It'll be in this sign through July 10th, and that evening Mars will oppose Pluto at 8.12 p.m at 0 degrees, 16 minutes, Leo and Aquarius. Now, what does Mars symbolize? It's the planet of protection and procurement, is how I like to say it. It's about keeping us safe and about helping us get what we want. It also describes the natural competition for resources and how we handle that competition. When Mars is in the sign of Leo, I get the image of Henry V on the eve of the Battle of Agincourt, inspiring the troops to the splendor of their cause. Mars in its sign symbolizes what we're fighting for. And when Mars is in Leo, basically we're fighting to be recognized. But it also shows the way in which we pursue what we want. And when Mars is in Leo, our pursuits have a dramatic and inspiring flair. When Mars is in Leo, as it will be for a couple of months, it is a wonderful time to work on creative projects and to allow ourselves to be seen for who and what we truly are. I always think of Leo as the sign of sharing our hearts. And when Mars is in this sign, we need to have and show more of a connection with the work that we do and feel that it in some way reflects our creative spirit and our heart. Now, the opposition from Mars to Pluto, and again, because Pluto is sitting at zero degrees of its sign right now, everything that enters a sign first has to contend with Pluto. Mars's opposition to Pluto is a battle of wills. Mars is determined to get what it wants, and Pluto symbolizes just how little control we sometimes have to get our own way. As I record this, television writers represented by the Writers Guild of America are on strike, and I think that's a perfect 
example as Mars is entering Leo, because Mars would be about those kinds of conflicts and defending. Even the word strike sounds very like Mars. And in Leo, this is the sign of entertainment. The reason for the strike has to do with the changing landscape of media and disputes about royalty payments or residuals for streaming services. But the undercurrent and something I'm hearing from professional writers is also the fearsome specter of artificial intelligence. Even if we are not professional creators, there can be a little bit of a feeling of potential threat from this. Are we going to be supplanted by robots? And there has been just an explosion in these AI apps and discussion of that since slightly before actually Pluto entered Aquarius, a very technological sign at the end of March. So we're dabbling our toes into what I think is going to be a much bigger issue and a much bigger fight in the years to come. Sunday, May 21st will literally be the sun's day. On that single day, the sun will enter Gemini at nine minutes past midnight Pacific time. The sun then trines Pluto at 6.58 a.m. and sextiles Mars at 10.57 p.m. Pacific time. So we enter Gemini season through the Cancer solstice, which this year falls on June 21st. It is a season of lightness, of socializing, have the image of a bee carrying pollen from one flower to another. This is the job of Gemini. It's a sign that connects us together. This year, it begins with the sun making a trine to Pluto, and this gives a deeper and somewhat darker dimension to begin this Gemini season. A trine is generally considered a somewhat more pleasant aspect than a square or an opposition. But when we're talking about a difficult planet like Pluto, a trine isn't necessarily as lovely as we might hope. But still, it is less antagonistic than that Mars-Pluto opposition the day before. It is more of the nature of what can we get from these upcoming paradigm shifts and how can they actually help us and help reduce some of the tedium that can come with handling loads of information and data which are represented by Gemini. And the sun's sextile aspect to Mars speaks of taking Gemini's ideas and turning them into something creative. But the thing that we want to create might be just a little premature Because at the time of the sextile, both of these planets are at zero degrees of their sign. They're just getting started. But it is, at the very least, a very powerful day for setting ideas in motion. (music) 
In this week's mini lesson, I wanted to look at Jupiter going into Taurus in relationship to the signs of the zodiac. And I'm going to do this pretty briefly, but I wanted to give you just a few ideas of how to look at transiting Jupiter in Taurus as it interacts with any planet or point in your chart, just based on the sign of that natal planet or point. And it's always good as when you're reading a horoscope to consider the sign of your sun or your ascendant or rising sign. What will Jupiter and Taurus bring for Aries? Well, while Jupiter has been in Aries, it's kind of propelled us all toward groundbreaking adventures to try to do something new and challenging. And Aries in particular has been moving at warp speed. While Jupiter is in Taurus, it's going to ask you to slow down just a little bit and enjoy the fruits of your labors and to consolidate your gains. And this is especially financial gains. You're probably feeling a little more confident since Jupiter has been in your sign. And you might actually improve your finances while Jupiter's in Taurus. You might feel like you want to ask for a raise or raise your prices if you're self-employed. But you might be a little tempted to overspend as well. So you'll need to rein in Jupiter a little bit. Now, Jupiter in Taurus, for those who are born with planets in Taurus, you will be asked to expand and move beyond your comfort zone. And as I noted earlier in the episode, transiting Uranus in Taurus and the lunar nodes, the North Node has been in Taurus, have also been pushing you for a while, especially over the last 18 months or so. But Jupiter coming into your sign makes it seem like more fun to travel and to do and learn new things. You might find it a little easier to be a bit more outgoing and you might be luckier. But in this case, it's usually because you're making your own luck. Jupiter in Taurus for Gemini. You've got a little bit of an angel on your shoulder while Jupiter is in Taurus. It's like a restraining hand that keeps you from getting your fingers stuck in too many pies. This is a terrific transit for meditation, self-improvement, personal growth. It's a little bit like taking a year-long retreat at Esalon or a monastery or an ashram. But having more time alone isn't always as appealing to Gemini in practice as it sounds, because Gemini likes to be busy. Jupiter in Taurus for cancer means that friends will be especially helpful in the coming year in giving you opportunities to be more visible. If you are given the opportunity to connect with an organization that's related to something you love, this will be a great year to do that. But don't take on too much. Jupiter really does make us very hungry for more. Broaden the scope of your friendships and your associations and find new friends in unfamiliar places. Just be a little careful about getting overcommitted. Jupiter in Taurus for Leo means it's time for you to move further along in your career and really shine. This is going to be one of the best transits you have in 12 years to really expand your career horizons and to achieve something. While Jupiter is in Taurus, you will want to 
earn more money, you will want a more secure position. This is usually a transit that will bring accolades in your career or when you will in some way score a big win. Jupiter in Taurus for Virgo. You're ready to take a major leap towards something new. You have the resources now to match your ambition. And now is the time to make this dream happen. Maybe you want to write or publish a book, go to graduate school, take a big trip. This is the time to make your world bigger. Jupiter in Taurus for Libra brings potentially new sources of support. Other people's resources open up to you. In my book, Astrological Transits, I use the example of taking out a mortgage or a loan. These kinds of resources can be available to you and allow you to take on debt for something new and important. Jupiter in Taurus for Scorpio. You will be wanting more from your closest relationships. And this can either bring the strong desire to form a partnership or to get out of a partnership that is keeping you from growing. Now, this could also be a time when your partner is growing, wanting more adventure and really dreaming big for themselves. Jupiter in Taurus for Sagittarius. This brings a desire for a daily life that is more encompassing. There is a desire to get organized, to find especially work that uses more of your talents, and also you want to find ways to be of more practical use. Now, again, Jupiter likes to overdo it, so we need to be a little bit cautious about veering into overwork or being overextended in trying to find ways and of overextending yourself out of a desire to be helpful to others. Jupiter in Taurus for Capricorn. It's time to play a little more, indulge your creative side, and enjoy the process of self-expression. So this is a good time to find a new hobby and to let yourself simply enjoy it instead of feeling it needs to be productive. This is a year when you might feel the desire to show a little more of yourself to the world in some creative way. Jupiter in Taurus for Aquarius, you may have outgrown your home and feel that you want to move or at least that you want to do something really important to your house. You might be in a position where you're adding members to your family. You might generally want more space and more opportunity around you. This is a good year to retreat a little bit, to enjoy more time in the places that really feel like home. And Jupiter in Taurus for Pisces. This is a wonderful year for just exploring your immediate environment, getting to know your neighbors, reconnecting with friends or with siblings, learning a new skill. You probably will have an overabundance of ideas during this year. This is a great time to explore them and to record them. 
so that you have them next year when you're a little more apt to really feel pushed to do something with them. Well, that is a very simple way to think about Jupiter in Taurus for each of us personally, just based on the sun sign or rising sign. Of course, I'll be covering Jupiter and Taurus more in the months to come. And if you want to know more about Jupiter and Taurus and what it's going to mean in your own birth chart, you can always consider booking a personal reading with me. I'll be getting back to listener questions in the next couple of episodes. So my dear invisible friend, if you have a question that you would like me to answer on a future episode of the show, please leave a message of one minute or less at speakpipe.com slash Big Sky Astrology Podcast, or you can email me at april at bigskyastrology.com and be sure to put podcast question in the subject line. Well, this is a really big week, and that is everything I have on my show sheet, so I'm going to wrap this one up. Thank you for listening to the Big Sky Astrology Podcast. If you like what you're hearing, please be sure to subscribe or follow the show in your app of choice. Leave a rating or review, and I hope that you'll help spread the word by telling an astrology-loving friend about the podcast. You can read show notes and full transcripts, and leave your comments about each episode at BigSkyAstropod.com. I want to thank everyone who's shown support for the podcast over the past year. On each episode, I'm thanking some of my financial donors by name. This week, let's give a Big Sky Astrology podcast shout out to Karen Carruthers and Mandy Miller. Karen and Mandy, thank you so much for listening to the podcast and for supporting the show with your donations. If you would like to support the show, please go to BigSkyAstropod.com. If you donate $5 or more, I'll send you my recent bonus episode for the Aries Equinox season and also the one for the Cancer Solstice season. That'll be coming out in June. That's it for this episode. Join me again bright and early next Monday. And until then, keep your feet on the ground and your eyes on the stars. Thank you for listening. To learn more about April Elliott Kent, visit her website, BigSkyAstrology.com, where you can sign up for her newsletter, read her thoughtful essays, find out more about her books and classes, or book a personal astrology reading. That's all for today. If you're enjoying the podcast, please take a moment to follow or subscribe to stay current with new episodes, and please leave a rating or review. You can follow Big Sky Astrology on Facebook or Twitter and Big Sky Astrology April on Instagram. Thanks again for being here, and we hope you'll join us next time. Thank you.